Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the new We have a caller in the Bureau. Others know how to reach us today. 914-338-0164 is the call-in number. Please press 1 if you'd like to speak with us. And our listeners and callers can join us on our social media pages. Those can be found on our blog talk radio profile, Neil and Christian Baker Psychic, where you may follow us as well. Anything you want to say, Neil? No, let's get to the callers since we've got a call. Okay. Hi, 850, you are on the air. Hey, it's Michelle from Florida. I ain't talked to y'all guys in a while. Michelle. Hey. Um, Hi. I had, a que- I had a question, and it's kind of crazy. My brother's in bad health, and I don't think he's telling me the gist of it. I think he's dying. He, he's got kidney failure. And, of course, my mother's got Alzheimer's, so I'm her power of attorney. So it's like if either one of them dies, and, of course, my other sister's on drugs, and it's like she's trying to move in because she's being evicted with my brother and telling him what to do. And it's like my brother and my mother are are on the property, but the deed, I think, says all three of us children. So it's like what is going to happen in the end? Is my brother really dying and don't want to tell me because he's like, nobody's going to know when I die, you know, and I'm like. So let's let's get some birth dates, first of all. Let's get, you're, you're in October, right? October? Yeah, so you're October the 14th. 10, 14. And what year are you, 68? 68, 68. Yeah. Okay, so you're 30 equals 3. And then um, your brother uh, he is born September the 5th, and he's 10 years younger than me, so is it 23? 1958, is that right or not? Is it nine years or no. 10 years? No, he's 10 years younger than me, so I was 50. born in 68. Yeah. So he would... Oh, 10 years year younger. Would that sorry. He's 10, yeah, years, 10 younger. years younger. Sorry, 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 sorry. 78. 14, 24... Nine, twelve, three. Okay, mm-hmm. same. If yeah, that's if that's the right year, he would be your same master number, but by thirty-nine, which is compounded, so you have to reduce twice. Okay, um, and then you have a sister. <laughs> Getting everybody's birthday. What's your sister's birthday? Uh, November the ninth, mm-hmm. and 16, 69. So she's got that twenty-nine factor going on 11 in her month but it's a two and a nine which is problem yeah problematic 9 10 11 
21, and she's... Wait, what is that? Give the mother's... I didn't add that up. But what's the mother's... Um, your mother's birthday? Uh, she was born November the 4th. No, November the 2nd, 1944. She's in November. Okay. 1944. 4, 14. 22 equals 4. And you got, I, I was adding the um, sister of, she's 26, 8, right? I don't know why. Like, right. And see, my one sister that's on the drugs, it's like, I don't right. know what she's going to do. And, you know, it's got me kind of like, what do I do? Because I am my mother's legal representative and power of attorney. But it's like, do I just leave it alone or, or do something before? It's like, I don't know what to do, you know. I don't care if my nephew gets the house, but I wouldn't mind having a piece of the land. But I'm scared my sister, who knows what she's going to do being on drugs, you know. It's like, you know, brother, I think he's dying, but, you know, it's just kind of weird the way he called me yesterday and he called my son. And it's almost like I feel like he's getting his affairs in order. And it's like controlling, too, at the same time. I don't I don't know what to think about the whole situation. Brother, <laughs> I want to do what's right in God's eyes, you know. Your brother but I don't want to be left out either. Yeah. Your brother is young, but he has... Kidney failure? The what? Your brother, being as young as he is, he has kidney failure? Yes, he's real big. He's like 600 pounds. And a couple of years ago, they said his weight was crushing his lungs. And now his kidneys, he was on dialysis, and he don't want to do dialysis anymore. So they're trying to do medicine instead of dialysis because it made him so sick. And it was time-consuming and... Okay. So I'm wondering uh, if he... did your daughter did your daughter ever have the baby? Yes, she did. December the um the thirteenth. <laughs> and when was the baby to to be born? When was the due date? The due date was January the fourth. So she, I mean, baby was not that premature. That's not too premature. No, originally she was. They stopped the contractions. Yeah, yeah they had stopped the contractions, but she had the baby, and it's healthy as all get out. And beautiful. Oh, my God, she's beautiful. She is so pretty. You know, you you called and called and called about that. You never called us up and told us she had a baby. I know. I've been so busy. I've been going crazy. And uh, I should have called y'all guys. <laughs> 13-4. Yeah, okay. but you was well, actually, I think you said the 14th, and I'm like, you was like right there, you know? Yeah. And we predict, but you know, there was, a, having there, all those problems. there was a question that she would even have a baby, and we said that she would. Being healthy. So we were right on there. We right on the top. So having gained and earned that point, now we're on your your subject matter of you know what you have power of attorney and you're kind of wondering what to do. You don't really you know all the people cutting out. You're cutting out on me. I didn't hear you. I we have perception a lot of wind today, so that's the problem. I knew it was I said, it's hard to get. Yeah, you have power of attorney, but there's not much you can do. Everybody's still alive unless they incapacitated and you're handling the affairs uh your mother's still alive your brother's still alive you, you're 
you're asking what to do uh, right now. I don't think you need to do anything. Okay. Yeah, my mother is incapacitated. She's got uh, Alzheimer's, so that's why I was the I'm the legal representative and the power of attorney. But it's like but, I don't well, want to have to mess with all this mess, you know. But you have power of attorney, so there's no. Yes. I mean, there's no. I, I'm not sure but, uh, what the problem is. You know, uh, how much is your mother's estate? Well, she's got four different plots of land, and, of course, my brother's on two of them. But then the deed says, I think all three of us is on there, so it's, it's all it's all weird. You know what I mean? Well, okay, it's all weird, but what? how much are we talking about? What's the value, value of, of her estate. assets? Oh gosh, I don't know. Um, like, it's probably ten acres of land, maybe all together. But I mean, I mean, ten acres of land. I, where I, it, we I, we don't know the value you know, of land where to, you're at. You, you need, need to, to get you need to get an evaluation yeah. of her asset accumulation, so you know what you're working with. Instead of just waiting, you have power of attorney, so you could. Hire somebody or on your own. You could estimate what she's worth in terms of her assets, what debt she has to pay off, so you're prepared and not bombarded by it now. She's has Alzheimer's, so you, uh, you know, you're in charge. So if I were you, I would carefully look over her assets. As far as your brother's concerned, 600 pounds with kidney failure. I mean. Yeah. What I mean, what can we say? You know that he's gonna. He has a long life ahead of him. No, I don't think so. Uh, you know, your position is you're going to be left with all this. You have a sister. Do you have good communication with your sister? Not really, because she's she's into drugs, and so we don't have a good relationship. Uh, she wants to basically she's hoping that my mom and my brother die so she can move in the property and but, you know i'm like well it's really all of ours you know what i mean well she can't decide what she can't make those decisions she, that you know and she'd have to buy you out i mean you could sell it that you you need an attorney you need some legal advice having power of attorney you could do it all on your own but it doesn't sound like you you're equipped to know exactly what to do, I would suggest you get legal advice. You need to know the value. I mean, you got to get an idea of the value of the estate. Then figure out how you would divide the assets, given the fact that you're the power of attorney and your brother may not be around to inherit his portion of the estate. Also, your sister, there was someone else that called, uh, Patricia, and she had the problem with her, um, I don't know if you listen to the show, Michelle, on the days that you don't call, but there's another caller who has a problem with her uncle who is being cared for by her brother, and the brother moved into the uncle's house with a woman and her kids who were destroying the home and these things like that, and she also has power of attorney, I think, over the uncle's estate, and so it's a not exactly the same situation, but it, but a situation where there's a difficult, you know, we said get the brother out of the house. He doesn't have any legal right to stay there. Your sister, I'm, I don't know what kind of, um, 
you know, what kind of limitation she could make on the sister because her sister is not in a sound mind to manage property or if the sister gets property no matter what. I mean, you know, you, you have power of attorney. You've got to look at your mother's will and you're the executor of the, of the will. So you, you have the power to, to, first of all, you've got to know, the, have you looked at your mother's will? No, I haven't found, no one's found the will. And you don't have, and she I, has dementia, so she can't make a will at this point. So is there a will? Do you know that there is a will or is there no will? There was, but we don't know where it's at. Well, that's, well. then you, then if there's no will and you have power of attorney, you're first in line to inherit everything. You, you get no, to, not yeah, really. can't, you, can't, there's no will. Yeah. It goes to this. Yeah. I believe in California, if there is no will, then I, I think the property is divided you, you know, between the Michelle, insurance. you need legal advice. You need to get some legal counsel because right. you've got too many problems going on. You have power of attorney, but you, 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 you can't, you know, calling a psychic show over this matter, you need some legal advice. That's what you need what to do. do. You see, what do you see? What do you see in the end? What do I see in the end? Uh, well, if you're saying, you know, a vision in a vision, what do I see in the end? I see that that basically you're going to have power over the situation, and that your whatever assets you can legally obtain from the deaths of these people. Um, you're going to be the most, you're going to benefit the most. You, your your sister is not stable, and so let just letting her have money for drugs, you know, that's going to be your decision. But in the end, um, if you're asking for the, you know, the end of the, the last page of the book, you're benefiting the most from this. But you need legal you know, it's, it's really, I just got to tell you this real quick. It's really... My whole life, because I was in special education, my sister always downed me and put me down, and um, she was always controlling. And, you know, and it's kind of weird because she was so controlling, but yet my mom made me the the representative and the power of attorney, and no, none of them wanted the responsibility to take care of her, and I did. And it's weird that I would end up with, the power, basically, you know, am, you no, know what I'm saying? It's just no, no, it's you kind of weird. weird. No, I don't know. It's not weird. Your mother trusted you more. Your your daughter, your sister probably had a big mouth, and your mother didn't. Your mother didn't like it. They probably argued a lot. You were more complacent, and your mother felt felt safer with you, and she was probably more proud of the way you led your life. What did your mother do in her younger years? Uh, she was a housewife, and then she helped my dad work on the job, and then she worked at a grocery well, store chain. Yeah, no, there's nothing weird about it. it. It's almost logical, and it's a blessing that you're in charge. So 540, we're going to get to you in just a moment. I so that's what we see, Michelle. I want to acknowledge the callers that, that's there. And I'm, I'm sorry, I just want to say something. I mean, it's difficult because 
in California, when there's no spouse, the property goes, their color dropped, oh well. Um, the property goes to the, um, goes to the children and it's split evenly between yeah. the children. However, the fact that she has power of attorney and there's a sister who's not mentally, I don't know what they can do about that. She gets what she gets. Is, yeah. has nothing to do, to do with the legal, I mean, mental state. But she has know? power of attorney. So the, the thing is, there. I mean, she's stating I, there's more power in that power of attorney role. To execute so the will. She needs legal counsel. She doesn't have we a will. Do there's no will to execute. You need That's legal counsel. you got to find the will, too. Yeah. So is there like a safe or anything on your on your mother's property? Uh, that I don't know. Kept or are there security boxes at a bank that you would have access to? I had access to her 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 safety deposit box, and there was supposed to be money in there and rings. And when I took everything out, there was no rings and no money. And the last person that went in there with her was my sister. But now it could have been my brother too. My mother could have. Gave the rings to my, my a, brother. Does your mom have an attorney? No. You need to get an attorney. You need to get some legal counsel. There's nothing you're going to be able. For an hour. There's nothing you're going to be able to do about what was in the safety deposit box because that's hearsay. There's no yeah. record. Well, it and, shows and, on the safety deposit box that my mother withdrew three thousand dollars, and then one of my mother's friends told me that my mother was mad at. Uh, my sister because she borrowed her three thousand dollars and didn't pay it back and of course now she's got Alzheimer's so she never had to pay it back well three thousand dollars is not like a hundred thousand dollars but the matter of rings I don't know what the value of the rings were what unfortunately you're just not going to be able to recover that and it sounds like somebody might have the will you need an estate attorney. You need to contact an attorney. You need to sit down and talk with that attorney for an hour and pay whatever fee and um, get your legal uh, authority in, in, in sync with your actions and be prepared. And I, you should broach the subject of your sister going in the safety deposit boxes, even though there's little you can do about that now. I would at least discuss that with the attorney and just right. let him know what the landscape is, looks like as far as your family dynamics. So that's what we suggest. No, we're giving you opinions, Michelle. Yeah, not, you you not, asked for an outlook at the end of the game, and it appears as though the, the psychic outlook is that you, 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 you know, benefit from the demise of your family. It seems like there's some financial benefit for you. Um, Does my brother know that he's dying and doesn't want to tell me? Well, well, you're asking, you know, you're 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 delving into the emotional state of your brother. He's 600 pounds. Mm -hmm. He has kidney failure. I don't think he's thinking of tiptoeing through the tulips right now. You know, your brother is probably aware his measurement of denial may be an issue, but I think it, you seem to think that your brother is preparing for death. I would tend to agree. I do. I feel yeah. it really strongly when he called me yesterday. Yeah. 
Well, he's probably been given and then he bad news by doctors. But, I mean, what kind of news? Like, you know, again, as Neil was saying, he's 600 pounds with kidney failure. The news from doctors is not going to be good. And the likelihood of him losing weight at this late stage in the game is is pretty much nil. <laughs> and then he called my son. Then he called my son and said he wanted my son to have the, the old Chevy that was my grandfather's and my dad's. I thought that was weird. Well, well, yeah, he's he's yeah, you're right. There's this is that his a measurement of being psychic. He's, I mean, you could be psychic and say it, but he's preparing. But you need to see an attorney. And is that is that car your brother's to will, or is that part of your mother's estate, or is this something your brother has? It was my dad's, but he passed away, so I don't know whose it is. Well, then it's if your brother if your if your brother doesn't have the car. It's not your brother. It's not for your brother to say who gets the car. You're the power of attorney, and if that is part of the estate, then that's your decision, not your brother's. So there seems to be yeah. some confusion over who's in charge in this family. Well, he thinks he owns everything, you know. Yeah. It's, well, well, it's kind it of a like weird my- situation. Yeah. It's like well, I hate family, being caught up in everything. You, listen, your your family's somewhat dysfunctional. So when you have a dysfunctional family, you 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 roll keep rolling around in dialogue and you never and it it just becomes a mess. Your family's in bad shape, not you, you know, not your daughter, you know, you, you have blessings to consider, but you you but you have a base you have a, a structure of a dysfunctional family. And, you know, oh, what yeah. you got to do is put some function in there, some reasonable thoughts about how to control this dysfunctional family in, in the placement of uh, chaos. And uh, so what you need to do is, like we said, see an attorney, talk to an attorney. Uh, I, right now, I wouldn't worry about psychics. I'd worry about an attorney and making sure that you can yeah, that you get know, everything in order. Right, that you have complete full knowledge of what the estate is worth and locating that well. Right. So yeah, because, you know, your sister is diabolical and you can't, so you need to wise up. You really need to see an attorney, Michelle. That's where we're telling you to do psychically. Okay. All right. Any, any good, any good information for me out there? Well, we've given you good information. Yeah, we've got to get to the next caller. But you, you know, your daughter had a baby, and so thank us. We helped with that. Yes, you did. You sure, guys, sure did. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Okay, take care, Michelle. Good luck. Thank, thank you, honey. Bye, bye. Bye. You see, I think there's a question to what the sister's entitled to now that it's been revealed that the sister took possibly assets out of the safe deposit box. There may be something that can be done or a record of her going to the bank with the mother or, you know, I mean, there's... Well, you need in a situation They have like to this. sign in on a safety deposit box. Anyone who goes back to a safety deposit box must sign a, re- a register. To to make sure and so if she was in that safety box, and I don't know how they would withdraw cash and make it... Uh, I mean, when money's in a safety deposit box, the bank isn't... That's not like making a deposit in the bank no. account. So usually people 
if they're going to put money in a safety deposit box, the bank doesn't know what's in the safety deposit no, box. No, they don't. It's not insured. It's and not you insured. Have to insure it yourself. But there's, if there's a record of the sister accessing the box and there's missing property, that's another matter. So she has to bring this up to the attorney, and it could, it could, if in the long run, diminish the sister's estate if she stole from the estate. So that's that's what Michelle needs to find out. Five four zero is our next caller. Hello, thank you for taking my call. Um, I I love the picture on the website of your beautiful kitty cat. Oh, thank um, you. I have three rescues cats that I've adopted. And do you do any kind of um, get any kind of feelings uh, with cats? Yeah, we do, we sure do. Okay. Um, I'm all over my arm. Uh, <laughs> what's your name um, and your birth, what's your name and your birth date? Uh, my name is Barb, B A R B, and my birthday is 215-1954. Okay, well we're we're looking at five, six, seven, eight, zero. What? Twenty-eight, ten, one. She wants to know about the cats. Eighteen. No, she's a twenty-two, fifteen, fifty-four. Fifty-five. Correct. No, fifty-four. Oh, fifty-four. Correct. Fifty-four. Oh. She's a twenty-seven, nine. Oh yeah. So let's just—I mean, real quick, because we have a little time, and we'll get to your cats in a sec. But okay. Six, seven, eight. You're. You would have had a change in nineteen eighty-one. So I know that's like many years ago, but can you go back to 1981 when you were 27 years old and just identify some kind of change that happened in your life? May have been a career change or a move? Um, uh, it, was a, it was a move. Um, okay. And then becoming a caregiver to my oh, dad. It was a career change and a move. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, it could have been a relationship, you could have started going to school, but it was a career change and a move, caregiver. So that was accurate. Okay. So go ahead, go ahead, Barb, with your question. What, what she wants to know about? She, yeah. she, well, she you have three to, cats. You know, uh, you have three cats. What, what, yeah. And, and I don't know, what, you know, uh, it, excluding your questions right now. One cat is very angry that the other okay. two eat and for her. <laughs> angry. I'm, I'm sorry. Say that again because it sounds one, right. One, one, of your, bad one, of your, one of your cats is very angry that the other two cats eat before her. Okay. Yep. That's, that makes sense. Yeah. That's, that's precious. Yeah. She's very angry. I mean, she, you know, she just stews. She's okay, not, you're right. She's so yeah. yeah. She's not a violent cat or mean. She just feels sorry for herself and she oh, that's terrible. thinks that you know well, she's she she's overweight and um oh. and so my husband's been giving her too many treats and the vet scolded me about that. So I have to ration her treats versus the other two that are not overweight. Yeah, you do, because she's the one that's coming in. So, yep. um, and and she sulks, and she knows how to manipulate. 
and she she she's learned how to make you guys feel sorry for her, so she gets her mm-hmm. treat. And it's you know, it's very hazardous to her health. The other two Correct. are rascals. I mean, the other two, the other two, I think, are much more rambunctious, and they play, and she kind of stays out of it. That's what I'm getting. But you can ask any You're question. You're right. It, it, You're real. You're exactly right. Question: Is there is there a cat with gray or tabby in the mix of these three cats? There is a uh, a queenie named Queenie, and she is gray, gray tiger stripe, and she is real rambunctious, plays, and um, very, very smart. Okay, so that's the cat that I'm seeing, but this isn't the overweight mm-hmm. cat. This no, the, well, the overweight cat is also gray, gray tabby. Oh. Oh. With gray well, big the, green eyes. So she's, so there is a gray tabby, specifically. Mm-hmm. There's two gray, gray tabby, cats. overweight. And a and oh. a, uh, a slim gray tabby. So I think I'm actually was seeing the overweight gray tabby because mm-hmm. that's what I I saw. You know, a more not a fat 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 cat, but um, you know, a fuller cat. Yes. Yes. Okay. I have, I have a question about. Um, I have a, a male cat. Um, he was an adult. He, we um, rescued him. He had been abused by former owners, declawed, uh, thrown out, uh, abandoned, and he has these territorial issues, um, understandably psychological issues, so he, um, he sprays. And um, we deal with it by keeping him, giving him his own bedroom and, you know, setting it up so we can, you know, keep it, um, keep it clean. But I wondered if you pick up anything on him with his regard to his emotional state. Um, you know, we, we've made a lot of progress with him, making him feel secure and whatnot. Um, but, um, you know, we, we, we feel very sympathetic because, you know, we understand he's, you know, he's been, you know, psychologically abused. And so, you know, his bad behavior, you know, we, we can't fault him for it because it's, it's a result of, you know, abuse by former owners. Okay, so he's he's having he, well, it sounds like you've got your hands full with these three cats, Barb. Uh, I do. I keep I keep them kind of I kind of corral them. Um, but um we we love them. They're, you know, they're the joy of our lives and uh, it's just a, you know, um it's just something we have to kind of, you know, manage, but they're 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 manageable. And uh, you know it's working out okay, but I, I, I just feel very sorry for Buddy, the male red tabby, you know, with his emotional issues. And we've tried, you know, we try to do everything we can to, you know, comfort him and, and um, you know, make him feel secure and whatnot. And in terms of his behavioral problems, are we talking like does he spray? He does. does yeah. He craves okay. perimeters, and so we've we've set him up with his own bedroom, and we've put around you know the plastic around the barriers that that are washable, um, because we can't get him to stop spraying. And it's he's trying to you know make it his own territory where other cats, you know, don't invade. And there are there are neighborhood cats who come around the outside of the house along the window, which we can't control. So. Um, I'm just wondering if you get anything where um, I might 
there might be something that I can do to give him a little more security or, you know, emotional comfort. Well, um, and how does he get along? I just, how does he get along with the other cats? So he's spraying. There's obviously a problem with his, um, you know, he wants his own territory. Yes. Of the and he, does, he has, he has, he has, so he has Yeah. But yeah. how does he get along with the other cats? Um, he likes to be left alone. He he's not he likes, a fighter. He just he just likes you know likes to be left alone. He's just you know he's a real sweet, gentle, gentle soul. And he's declawed uh, we too. Even, he's we even bought him a well. teddy bear with with a heart beating and you know and whatnot. Um, you know any you know he's got baby jungle gyms. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, pop up tunnels. I mean he's got a cat romp room. Um, and my husband sleeps with him, so um, you know he's he's you know he's got a good life. He's getting a lot, um, but he you know he he just um, unfortunately had been you know emotionally uh, abused. So what you missed is that so her she's having problems with her cat behavior problems. The cat's name is Buddy. He's declawed and was abused. And Buddy, um, I asked if there was spraying behavior or spraying that he was doing. She says yes. Um, She has his perimeter set up for him. He has his own room. And your husband sleeps with Buddy. He actually does, yes. Away from you. Um, Yes, (laughs) yes, to comfort Buddy. Because, you know, um, yeah. And the other cats are have free and reign I, of the sleep, Yeah, I sleep with the other one of the other cats. <laughs> and then the so the me? other one uh, roams free <laughs> at night. It, it, so wants, it works. <laughs> but I mean, unfortunately, the problem is you and your husband aren't able to share a bedroom. And then there's the issue of trying to get this cat more comfortable. And how long have you had the cat? Oh gosh, we've had him for a few three, years. Three, because I was thinking. Three, three, yeah, about three adopted, years. Yeah. You've adopted uh, stray abused cats, you know, and you, and they're all kind of dysfunctional, and they have their their limitations and whatnot, their behavioral patterns, and you've adapted your life to them. But I don't know what what so are you looking she's for she's asking how yeah how what what can she do to make the cat more comfortable i mean ideally I was wondering you if, you, if you picked up i was wondering if you picked up any emotional or any anything from buddy the male cat the that male maybe cat. we're overlooking yeah yeah buddy the male cat was was not properly nurtured by the mother um uh-huh. and so it it has no grounding it doesn't understand grounding. He, he doesn't understand grounding. So it, there, there's, and, and in the long run, there's been survival. You don't know anything about the history of the cat or where the cat was found? Um, no, he, he was with a group of other cats. He, some, oh. Someone abandoned him and left him out, was you know, not able to defend himself. But he's... Yeah, he's, he's, um, he's like... Yeah, our, he, our well, cat also declawed, now, um, came to us declawed. You, you know, you're uh-huh. giving the cat sanctuary, you're giving the cat a, a certain amount of 
security now, which will ultimately imprint on the cat's mind and maybe perhaps overlap its abusive uh, background and neglected background. So just provide security for the cat. Uh, okay. Learn how to talk to the cat. Learn how to purr. purr learn how to okay. uh, give the cat, you know, appro- appropriate emotional support by patting the cat and playing with the cat looking in the cat's eyes and blinking slowly. Uh, you know, the cat will bond with you according to the cat's behavior, not according to a human being. So yeah. if you if you get if you if you think like a cat and and you show affection and you uh you comb the cat and you know uh, when you hear the cat purring, the cat's bonding. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that cat needs bonding. You know, the damage that's been done may be apparent in the cat's behavior in terms of how the cat responds or is secluded, or you know what the habits of the cat are. But does the cat ever seek attention or purr or rub against you? Oh yeah, he sleeps actually on my husband's stomach, and he licks his beard and you know tries to groom his his beard. Okay. Um, well, he's, very, he's very affectionate, very gentle, very affectionate. My husband loves it. I mean, you know, my husband, you know, feels sorry for him. Well, and the, the, it would be ideal. I mean, you're, you're, you think the cat is, you know, because he's bonding. Why are they some, separating? Because the other cat? Because of the other cat. So she's sleeping with another cat. The they other one cat runs three. She does the cat. Buddy doesn't interact with other cats that much. And he sprays. So he has his own room where he's with her husband, and now there is separation in the home. Well, you know, there's a guy named Jackson Galaxy. Are you familiar with mm-hmm. him, Barb? Yes, yes, and I've thought about um, contacting him. him. Yeah, I think you should contact him if you're open to it, because, okay. I mean, yeah, I would do to, that. You know, I mean, if you want to have a proper integrated with your husband, yeah. you're going to acclimate the cat to uh, a gradual changes so that, the cat can can feel, you know, the the process would be that you would move into your husband's bedroom, not the other way around, because that's Buddy's territory. territory. So right, it would be right. easier to acclimate um, Buddy to you move to the cats room. to Buddy's place, right? You know, if, yeah. if that's your problem, or or the two of you, you know, maybe sleep together at two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, I think you yeah, know, called Jackson Galaxy. <laughs> you may have to yes, change your... I mean, we're, we're, don't feel sorry for us. I mean, we're we're doing okay. Um, you know, I just I just thought you know I I saw the picture of your cat and I thought you know you obviously are you know very in tune with you know with the animals and whatnot. Yeah. So I thought I would you know would check to see if you came up with anything. But I I, I, I like your idea. That confirms my, my thought that um, to contact Jackson Galaxy um, because he, he really, um, I, I've seen some of his uh, shows, and he really is, um, he really knows how to deal with the psychological. Yeah, so, to your advantage, to your advantage, if, if Buddy sleeps on your husband's stomach, then that's specifically Buddy's territory. And if you yeah. move in your move in your bed into that room and the other cats follow, mm-hmm. Buddy will feel secure within the confines of being on your husband's stomach because that yes. that territory is, is sacred. So right. if you don't 
all you have to do is sort of acclimate it. The other thing is that you can move in with your husband and have play toys and, and, and things in the other bedroom that activate the cat's uh, attention to that room. So you mm-hmm. could you could reinforce and model some other aspect of why that room would and cats tend to like to be they, they I mean they may be all to be tribal and group oriented but you might be able to entice them you know put some catnip or one of those cat grasses in the bedroom and let yeah. them all get you know uh, stoned on that while, <laughs> while you're in yeah. with your husband and buddy. Or valerian roots. They love valerian root cats. Oh, I didn't know that. Valerian. Okay, I, I use catnip and valerian. Catnip, I'll make a note of that. If that works, I mean, catnip, if it works, but valerian root, mm-hmm. our cat goes crazy over. And, okay. um, you know, the, the, the thing that you want to eliminate, which is probably bothersome from your home environment, is the spraying behavior and getting right. a cat out in I mean whether or not Jackson Galaxy is going to come to your home I don't know and I'm not sure what his you know it's difficult I don't know if he he goes comes outside of the TV show and there's a charge so you can actually book him probably there is and it'll be expensive but if you to eliminate the spraying behavior which is I mean it's just you know it's not sanitary it's probably makes your home smell bad so, well, I mean, you know, I would you, you try could to also do, that. Uh, if you're going to sleep with your husband, you could put a video of, like, birds, you know, on the movie screen. Yeah. Let your cat watch a video in the other room. Do they like watching television? Yes. We actually have a cat um, cat video with the birds and the squirrels and the, I mean, these cats yeah. are, are spoiled. They have every, yeah. everything you can imagine. Let them sit in the bedroom. You know, you, yeah. could, you could easily move in with your husband and the three of you, you, your husband and buddy can have your little triad there and keep the other cats in the other room with, you know, um, yeah. the, the catnip and, and, a, and a good movie. <laughs> yes. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate uh, your taking my call and uh, I appreciate, um, you know, everything you're doing for everyone. You have a blessed day, both of you. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. It was really nice to talk to you, Barb. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah. Cats can get demanding. I mean, I'm on 24 hour treat patrol three in the morning. I'm, <laughs> Yeah. Or the meowing into the phone. <laughs> yeah. Someone's uh, well, they can get know, demanding. It, 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 it's interesting. Different no behaviors. Matter what animal, you know, you got to learn how to talk. Doctor Doolittle. You got to learn how to talk. Every animal every, has their own language and their own way of right. communicating. But if you get into an animal's, if you, even if you're just a human being looking at behavior, you don't have to read their minds. But most of us try to. You you learn how to communicate not just with you can communicate with your goldfish. It, they all talk. Everything talks. Everything has a language. Even plants will talk to you. Well, yeah, and there's studies obviously about plants talking to the plants and having the plants grow more if they're nurtured in that way. Have communication versus plants that are just watered and ignored. Listen, lots uh, of studies. We had a pesky mosquito. <laughs> We had a pesky mosquito that was 
escaping us all the time. I downstairs I put on the movie Dracula and this and the mosquito watched that instead of coming up and bothering us. So there's all different kinds of things that you can do to. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember that. that oh yeah, that's yeah. an old famous tale. Right. Um, <laughs> is, is, you got somehow, re- you somehow that Time moment Magazine. escaped me. It was in Time Magazine. Uh. Um, but you can talk to any animal, any living thing, and communicate. And it's there's fun. a wonderful thing. It really uh, is. Uh, there's the wonderful documentary about the man who had a loving relationship with a wild octopus. And, uh, well, and his daughter did as well, actually, in the documentary. Very interesting. Yeah, it's it's surprising what what you uh, and to think that people eat octopus. I mean, it's a delicacy, but it's it's. I mean, these are you know intelligent, intelligent, intelligent creatures, uh, living living forms of life. But everything has a fascination, and um, and so you know we we we. Uh, we either go down the evolutionary ladder or we climb up the evolutionary ladder, but everything communicates on some level and you just have to learn how to work with the energy. And in that respect, that abstract matter of energy communicates. So you don't even need, you can communicate with things that are not even available to the brain. You know, it doesn't have a life form in in that respect. It's just energy. and then it gets down to, you know, communicating with spirits and guides and ghosts and things you can't even, can't, can't even grasp with the naked eye. Speaking of not being able to grasp certain things, let's have a little movie chat. We watched, what is it, Everywhere, every, uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Yeah. which is, you know, boy, we don't want to give, a, here's a spoiler alert, don't watch it. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I mean, you would think it would be, I was not interested in the movie at all because I am not into science fiction. Now, of course, I'm interested in quantum physics, parallel universes, and that relates to our world, obviously. However, or our universe, if, yeah. if you will. But um no I, no, I was not excited about watching this movie and saw the preview and thought, I'm going to hate this. I will hate this movie. And actually, the first 20 minutes, I thought I was going to like the movie because it's, it was promising. But unfortunately, it went nowhere. It was everything, nowhere, all at once. Yeah, it, yeah I wasn't impressed at all. I mean, I, I would, it was a kind of movie that I would normally be interested in. And, and you pushed really this movie. And I was expecting to see a really great movie, but no, I, I, you know, not, not, it, 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 it had too many uh, karate, judo fights. It was Kung Fu, actually. Kung Fu, Fu and just went on and on and on. It didn't, the the substance of it, but, you know, and wiggling their head and there's multi-universes and different topics they tried to do and different psyches and personalities and, alter reality but, right and know, past lives and there was a, the kind of a car they, i mean they kind of addressed karma on a vague level but it, the way that they the 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 way that the movie was was made was so confusing because you know they were in this alternate universe that was essentially like the earth but they had karma from those universes and then they were coming back to the earth and you know having the karmic issues with past that past lives 
yeah. to people in past lives that were not really people, but they were alternate universes. So it made really little sense. I mean, you know. And then the two rocks talking. I mean, they tried to throw in so many, you know, innovative yeah, the third ideas eye. that for the fans of the movie, I'm sure they could, they would defend it and talk about how brilliant it was and the technique and everything that was used, the editing and the, the multi-layers of meaning and all that. I mean, okay, it's that's apparent, but to me, it, it was just fizzled. So, it, uh, but that's that's just the way it goes. I mean, there <laughs> are, you know, when you when you talk about alter realities and different dimensions and parallel universes, I mean, it's hard to catch. You can try to capture that in a movie, and some movies do do so successfully that uh, they do they can recreate or create a, a universe that's very compelling and makes you really ponder and think. But watching Jamie Lee Curtis running around doing judo, overweight with a big belly sack around her, and you know how many times they can do different judo, it, it just doesn't. Appeal, it wasn't that appealing. Um, and the ideas that were trying to be expressed. Unfortunately, um, they never went anywhere. That's the problem. It didn't really go anywhere. What 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 was confusing, and I don't want to ruin the movie for those who are um, going to watch it. So if you're going to watch the movie, then turn turn off the podcast now. But what they stated is that she, you know the movie description is that she's out to save the universe. This character, but. In the, in the course of the movie, she never, I mean, there was never, that idea was never followed through upon. I mean, there was nothing about her saving any universes. It was really a self-indulgent, I mean, it, it was her own universe she was saving, not the universe at large. Yeah. And how you know, can the universe be a universe when this is multiverses, meaning multiple universes? I mean, it was very, it was just wasn't well thought out. It's under a whole, whole premise of reification that, you you know, I can mean whatever I want it to mean. I can mold things and, and you find meaning in, in something in terms of that kind of contemplation and execution of idea. But it, anyways, it, 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 when we talk about, uh, how to you know how to make ourselves aware because the the laws of karma are universal you know they're absolutely universal uh, supposedly universal right but and karma may be a maybe a principle we apply to our planet and we assume that maybe there are karmic laws in the universe and other planets other dimensions and other solar systems but the word karma may not even come up there may not be a need for redemption or retribution or in those other universes judgment. exactly so that was my point when we were talking the movie over at dinner last night i was saying to you they're applying the law of karma which is thought to be a universal law but is it really a universal law when we're talking about all those different dimensions really karma applies to the earth and the astral plane the immediate astral plane yeah well, it boils down to the idea of nature versus consciousness. Our natural world is not conscious. It, it's a natural world that doesn't work necessarily on a conscious level. There are maybe within, within the, the natural kingdom, world, there's consciousness. There are certain basic laws of nature that are well established, 
But we as human beings have piled onto that a, a form of consciousness and that includes respect. judgment and laws and regulations right. and order and invention and things like this. So we have actually deviated from the realm of natural of natural energy and we created in a sense not necessarily artificial intelligence because that stems from the mind but the sense of elaborating on what is nature how do we create ourselves and how do we possess a mind in which we invent and then according to those inventions how do we produce laws you know we invent the wheel now from the wheel we have automobiles we have traffic laws we have brakes and things like that and and parking meters everything starts to pile and pile and pile so as soon as you invent something you've got to think okay now do we look at the internet look at the things that we've invented and how they expand and create more complications in our universe you know when 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 graham bell invented the telephone i didn't think he was going to you know if you call if you call the, your your uh, cable company or Social Security, that you're going to be waiting on a phone for three hours and talk to a robot. That wasn't the original conception. The original conception was mass communication, communication over time and space and physicality. But now we've got all these rules and regulations, and we have to pay for it. Well, and now with the Internet, I mean, being on the phone is not even – I mean, most people will direct you to the Internet rather than, than a phone line. And that's why – because they're so overwhelmed with people. And, you know, it's just the way communication has developed and morphed over time. Is, yeah, you know, and then rapidly – I mean, who don't – kids today don't know what a phone is. <laughs> you know. Um, it was the young whippersnapper. Yeah, uh, that's from by, by Birdie. But uh, you know, it, it we and, and we're living in a world where information is so rapidly changing, and we've become so immune over our collective consciousness to what is creation, what is destruction. You know, the alarm of destruction. Is, is about as long as you can hold the paper in your hand before the next news days comes. We we have we're in pretty we're in pretty serious situation in terms of our the the massive forms of humani- of humanity and where we are right now. Especially when we look at the arms race and and how we're now centering back into a cold war, nuclear war. Right, and now now China is perhaps going to be giving armed support to Russia in this war, which they say is going to change the face of the, the war in Ukraine. I mean, and this could get, um, and will, get very serious. Yeah, we're, we're you know, so it, we're here to provide answers to cats and and mothers and fathers and, you know, occupations and love life and all that. I mean, all those things are still part of the element of being a human being, and they're still very, very important. Um, To the process You know, know, somebody calls up and wants to know what to plant in their garden, we'll answer it. But, But on a massive scale, it's very concerning, the times we're in, and and how we are as a humanity as a human population how diverse we are but that diversity has become very toxic and it's human against human we're in separate camps 
tribalism has now taken a predominant form of, of literature in, in our life to where we're back to thinking in terms of tribalism and separate top tribes and one against the other. Yet there's, I mean, there's, so there's a dichotomy. Yeah, but there's a dichotomy of there being a homogeny of cultures as well and everybody having to conform to one standard. It's so too, it's, it's, there's, I mean, that duality is still there. No, it, it, you, you know, it's like trying to pack an entire garden in a shoe. You can't do it. You know, we have too many people and too many diverse ideas to think that we're all going to be unified. And, you know, in this, the Pepsi generation, we're not in that world and we never will be, unfortunately. But what we are in is we're in camps. We're in individual camps, so to speak. And some camps are more humanistic than others. And some creed to the idea that uh, humanity is all embracing and then others feel that parts of humanity should be eliminated. They're different. So we're in a, we're, you know, the idea of, of I think we've got to keep, we've we got to keep, keep breathing with love and compassion yeah. and unity. We have to. It's by the fact that we live in a world that's, you know, a big cesspool in some respects. And on that delightful note, we, we also do have to keep moving and close the show. What's really weird is that I was watching the stream clock. It counts down. And it went backwards. It counted up and then went backwards. I've never seen that happen Time before. Time is relative. Apparently so. And then we get into the other movie we watched, Tar, which we also really enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. Okay. okay. Well, we're back on Friday, everybody. And uh, it's, we're, what are we, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern or regular time. Thanks to everybody. You can follow us on our social media pages. We hope that you do, and we will speak with you on Friday. Bye-bye.